Hi, everybody. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. Welcome back to 15 Minute Film Fanatics. This is one of our one shots in celebration of our conversation with Nick Davis. Dan, you've been doing nothing but watching movies written by or produced by the Mankiewicz brothers. You've just been on a roll adding to our Letterboxd account. You can also follow us uh, or Dan on Letterboxd and see what he's been watching. But I haven't seen some of these, so I thought I'd just ask you about them real quickly. What's People Will Talk? People Will Talk is a 1951 film um, uh, written or adapted by Joe Mankiewicz and directed by Joe Mankiewicz. It is it is it is a strange movie where you wonder and all these Joe Mankiewicz movies I've been watching have been terrific and they've been fun. They're uneven, but they're a lot of fun. The premise of this movie is that Cary Grant is a dashing gynecologist. Right. So just just soak that in for a second, um, who, who works at a university and um, a, a, um, a woman comes in and she says, you know, I think I'm pregnant. And then he, he gives her the test and he says to her, no, um, yes, you are pregnant. She tries to kill herself. This is all in the first five minutes. She tries to kill herself. And then so he 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 takes care of her again. She wakes up. He says, guess what? I made a mistake. You're really not pregnant, but she is. And his plan is to go to her father and try to like smooth everything out and let her, let her father know, listen, you can't judge her. Something happened, but, and then one thing leads to another. And it's, it's, it's fascinating. You get to watch Cary Grant be the conductor of the student orchestra. So there are scenes where he just starts wielding a baton and smiling and conducting the student orchestra. But the best thing about the movie, one of the good things is that Hume Cronin plays his nemesis at the university who in this McCarthy-like way is trying to, is trying to find out something sinister about Cary Grant, who also has a guy, Mr. Shunderson, who follows him around and doesn't really say much. It kind of looks like a, um, a gone to seed Spencer Tracy and then you find out what's going on with him as well. What's the ghost and Mrs. Muir? The ghost and Mrs. Muir was actually a TV show when I was a kid, but the ghost and Mrs. Muir is an early film. That's 1947. This is, um, I think one of the last movies that Joe Mankiewicz did not write the screenplay for, or maybe he did, I forget. But for this one, the premise is that Gene Tierney, who we all love from Laura, who plays Laura and Laura, obviously, um, is a widow. She's Mrs. Muir. She rents this seaside house and she's going to go live there with her daughter, who's young Natalie Wood. And then uh, she finds that they're a ghost. And the ghost is Rex Harrison. And it's Rex Harrison, not as Henry Higgins, but as Captain Greg, this, this like sea dog. And he kind of sounds like, um, you know, the, the guy in The Simpsons, like Arg, that guy. Uh, he, he's like a, like a parody of a sea captain who, who loves to say things like topsails and, and all these kinds of things. And he appears to her very much in the way um, you might know how Warren Beatty appears in Heaven Could Wait. And so there's a lot of great romantic interplay between them. And, you know, he'll scare off the, the other people that come to the house and they, they obviously fall in love. And the cool thing about this movie is that it's got that moment that I don't know a term for where it, it goes along very nicely. Every scene that Rex Harrison is in, you're like, when is Rex Harrison coming back? And then he goes along. But the last two minutes are awesome. The last two minutes are great because they have that thing where in a movie where you realize what's going to happen 20 seconds before it does. And then it does. But you're not like disappointed. It's not cheesy. You, you say to yourself like, oh, my God, I know what's going to. And then and then it does. And then you're glad. So it's like you catch up with the writers and the directors. So that's definitely worth, worth a watch. She grows accustomed to his face. She grows accustomed. To he almost makes the day begin. What is No Way Out? No Way Out is a 1950 film. That is Sidney Poitier's first film. Hmm. And I read that he, um, he was 22 when he made this. He lied and told Joe Mankiewicz that he was 27. And the premise of this movie is that he is a doctor in a, it's an unnamed city. He's a doctor in this, um, in this hospital ward. Actually, it's a prison ward. He's like a prison doctor. And he's under the guidance of this other guy. And he's the only, the only African-American doctor. And Richard Widmark, and his brother get brought in 
um, because they were hurt like in a robbery and they're like these vicious racists. And so the the ethical heart of the movie is that Sidney Poitier has to help heal these guys who are saying, who one of who literally spits in his face, who says, I don't want him touching me and things like that. And it has a lot of chances. It has a lot of opportunities to become didactic, like become like an after school special or like a very special Hallmark event. And it doesn't because it's very, very edgy. And I tell you, you watch this movie now. And like, like I said before, every scene with that Rex Harrison and the ghost of Mrs. Muir, like, when is he coming back? It's the same thing in this movie. Like every scene that City Poitier is in, you're like, like, man, this, like, it, like the camera, you look right at him. He's got such star power. And then there's scenes without him to advance the plot. And you're like, when is he coming back? When is he coming back? But it's definitely worth checking out. I feel like he's got that kind of presence in every. Yeah, movie he just walks on. He just walks on. And you're like, that's where your eye goes. What's A Letter to Three Wives? A Letter to Three Wives is 1949. That is a film that Joe Mankiewicz made right before he made All About Eve. And the cool thing about it is that it's almost like um, him working out the cool things in All About Eve, like a voiceover. That, you know, that you know, we all know that voiceovers are supposed to be weakness in a movie, but of course they're not. Like they're not in this movie, and they're certainly not in All About Eve. The cool thing about this is that it's about three women in this kind of like John Cheever setting. And um, they each get, they get a letter, a single letter from this other unnamed woman. Um, or I'm sorry, it's not a name. She's unseen that says today at the end of the day, I will be leaving town with one of your husbands. And so you get, uh, you get, and then you get roughly a third of the movie for each wife. And you learn about their relationship and like, how does this woman who wrote the letter into, you know, in, uh, intersect with their lives. The cool thing though, is that one of them is married to Kirk Douglas, who plays the English teacher, the high school English teacher who wants these kids to learn about literature and makes them read 12th night. And, you know, each husband seems suspicious and, uh, you know, at the end, it all gets resolved, but it's kind of like, it's like a, like a, not a murder mystery, but it's like an adultery mystery and who you find at the end, who did it. Um, so almost, you almost find out who did it. And these were all Joe. Yeah. These are all Joe Mankiewicz films. Yeah. Herman, Herman had nothing to do with these. You know, listen, people say all the time, there's nothing to watch. Yeah. That's, that's four. There's just too much. <laughs> there's actually too much to watch. There's right. not enough time in the day to keep up with all that. And I have no idea how you did that. And, uh, you know, uh, devotion to the pod. And these are all on Criterion, too. And that's what's great about Criterion, right? Is that like, you know, like, would you, would I rush out and say to somebody, listen, Mike, like, you've got to see, you know, the ghost of Mrs. Muir stuff. Like, it's not that kind of movie, but you don't have to have, you don't have to watch Citizen Kane every night. (laughs) You know, you don't have to watch the Red Shoes every night. It's great to just watch a movie that's an hour and 45 minutes and it's good. And and it's got great performances in it. And, and they're, you know, they're, they're intelligently done. So four recommendations. This podcast not brought to you by Criterion, but it ought to be. It ought to be. And we would love for Criterion to bring more to you. So if you're listening Criterion channel, we love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>